Welcome to Life Study of the Bible, brought to you by Living Stream Ministry. These programs are based on the ministry of Witness Lee and his 21-year-long crowning work, The Life Study of the Bible. We'll include excerpts from his spoken ministry, which focuses on the enjoyment of Christ as the divine life as revealed in the Bible. We hope that through these studies, you'll be brought into a deeper enjoyment of the scriptures and of our dear and precious Lord Jesus. You can contact us by sending email to radio at lsm.org or reach us toll-free, 888-LIFE-STUDY. Now, let's join today's program. Not all divine secrets in the Bible are revealed in a clear and evident way. Sometimes God reveals his secrets in a hidden way. The Bible contains many such hidden secrets that require the Lord shining to see clearly. For example, the Bible commands man to believe in order to be saved. But where does it tell us how to believe? The Bible also tells us to eat and drink of Christ. But how do we eat and how do we drink? And joining us once more for a program that will open, I believe, some of the hidden secrets is Dick Taylor. Welcome back, Dick. Thanks, Chris. I do believe this will open some of the hidden secrets. Dick, we saw very strikingly that eating and drinking in the Bible are not simply metaphors for us to contemplate. They are genuine, crucial matters revealed in Scripture. The Lord clearly said in John that if we don't know how to eat and drink, we will not have the eternal life in us in a practical way. It seems like all of us as Christians need to pay our full attention to these matters, doesn't it, Dick? It really does. In John chapter 6, Chris, it says, He who eats my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me and I in him. And 57 says, As the living Father has sent me and I live because of the Father, so he who eats me shall live because of me. Eating and drinking the Lord is a very genuine matter. And as you mentioned, we don't know the eternal life in a practical way without eating and drinking the Lord. But eating and drinking the Lord are very real matters. The Lord goes on in John 6 to say in verse 63, It is the Spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. He didn't mean that we would literally chomp on his flesh. But he, after going through death and resurrection, became a life-giving spirit. So he wants us to exercise the depth of our being, that is our spirit, where he is, so that we could genuinely partake of him and allow him to work himself into us. This is to eat him and to drink him by exercising our spirit. So the Lord's goal is that we would really live him. Paul said, for to me, to live is Christ. It's impossible without eating and drinking the Lord. Thank the Lord for the truth in this life study. And thank the Lord we're being delivered from trying to imitate the Lord in an outward way, the result of which is just a miserable failure and wanting to give up. Hallelujah, we can enjoy him by eating him and drinking him. Well, Dick, let's join this first portion of our message today. I'm looking forward to our life study very much today. Here's Witness Lee. How could we be a proper Christian without eating and drinking? We must learn how to drink. So let us study how to drink. It is in the Bible, but it is not told in a clear way. It is written, it is revealed in a kind of a hidden way. 
If you go to the Lord, you say, Lord, how to drink? The Lord will say, just drink. To drink is the way. How to drink? To drink. Have you noticed the Bible never tells us how to believe? You young people are on the campus, praising the gospel quite often. Suppose I got convinced, I would believe, then I would say, please tell me how to believe. What would you say? The Bible doesn't tell us how to believe. Even you don't know how to believe. So you don't know what you're talking about. See? We are ridiculous Christians. <laughs> we are just ridiculous. Because we talk a lot of things we don't know how to. If I were you, I would just make the answer so simple. How to believe? Call on the name of the Lord. Don't talk that much. How to believe? To call on the name of the Lord. How to call? Open up your mouth. And you say, oh, Lord Jesus. This is to believe. Dick, today we hope to see the how on this program. How to drink Christ as the living water. As we've already mentioned, the Bible many times doesn't come right out and give us a simple answer to the how. We're never really clearly told how to believe, nor are we directly told how to drink. But there are some clues, Dick. What are we told? We're told in 1 Corinthians 12 that we were baptized in one spirit into one body, and we are all made to drink of one spirit. That makes it very clear that we should drink the spirit. But how? Verse 3 is a real clue. It says, no one can say, Jesus is Lord, except in the Holy Spirit. I'd say that's a pretty clear clue. How do you drink the Spirit? Say, Lord Jesus. I hope while you're listening, even this moment, you would just say, Lord Jesus. Even say, Lord, I still love you. This is the way to drink the Spirit. Then in, uh, for example, Psalm 116, verses 12 and 13, they say, uh, What shall I give to the Lord for all of his benefits toward me? I'll take the cup of salvation and call upon the name of the Lord. Another very clear clue that we can drink the Lord by calling on his precious name. Two more wonderful verses, Isaiah 55, 1 and 6. One says, Ho, everyone that thirsts, and it also talks about eating there. Then verse 6 says, Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. In the context of this chapter, it indicates the way to both eat and drink the Lord, that is to allow him to get into us in a solid way, is to call upon his name. So don't just be listening to this broadcast in a mere mental way, but open up your heart, exercise your spirit, and call on the Lord, Lord Jesus. Even you might be in your car. Just say, oh, Lord, it's so good to call on you in my car. I love you. You will see the Lord is very real, very living, and you will be inwardly supplied and satisfied because why? You've been eating the Lord and you've been drinking the Lord. These verses that we've just mentioned are very strong clues as to how to drink and eat the Lord as the wonderful spirit. Dick, I have another one for you. Isaiah 12, therefore with joy shall you draw water out of the springs of salvation. Call upon his name, declare his doings among the people. Hallelujah for calling on the name of the Lord. Well, Dick, in this coming portion, we're going to see that there are a couple of conditions. Three we're going to specifically look at regarding how we can drink. Let's join again Witness Lee. We must find out how to drink. 
after over 30 years study on this one thing, I give my conclusion in a very simple but practical way. Today, I'm not talking to the unbelievers. I'm talking to you all who have believed in the Lord already. To the believers, first of all, we have to realize that we all have been positioned to drink. 1 Corinthians 12, 13 says, we all have been made to drink. And this verse indicates, as long as we have been baptized into the Lord, we have been positioned. Made here really means positioned. We all have been positioned. Here is a water hose. Before we got saved, we're far away. But now, what is to be saved? That is to be just brought back to the host. And just position your mouth at the host. We have a fountain. Whenever you drink, firstly, you position your mouth. The Bible says so. We have been positioned to drink. Firstly, we have been baptized in one spirit, into one body, and we all have been positioned. Hallelujah. You have to realize that you are positioned to drink. The water hose is right at your nose. I'm teaching you a drinking signs. The number two, the water hose is right at your nose, but you are altogether not thirsty. Millions of Christians today, they are not thirsty. Do you believe that today many Christians are really thirsty? When we are off, we are neither thirsty. But what a mercy. All the day, day after day, even time after time, morning after morning, noon after noon, afternoon after afternoon, always something within you that you are thirsty. You just lack to pray a little bit. You just lack to say, Lord Jesus, I like to contact you. You just like to say this. This is thirsty. How to drink? Firstly, realize that you have been positioned. And secondly, you have to say, Lord, have mercy upon me to make me thirsty. Grant me a thirst. Lord, increase my thirst within me after you. Then number three, coming to the Lord. Yes, you have been positioned. Yet you still need to come. Again and again. You have to realize whenever, regardless whether you are driving, you are teaching, you are doing anything else, as long as you call, oh Lord Jesus, that indicates you have come to the Lord. Whenever you call on him, that means what? You have come to the Lord. The Lord says, whoever thirsts, come to me. The Lord will answer your prayer. You have to say, Lord, I just have to come to you all the time. Then what? The Lord told that Samaritan woman, if you have asked me, I would have given you already. Ask. Then what? Oh, Lord Jesus, calling. From what verse calling is actual drinking? From 1 Corinthians 12. In this chapter, Verse 13 says, we've all been made to drink. In the same chapter, I found the secret. To drink is to call 
Oh, Lord Jesus, in verse 3. No man can say, Lord Jesus, except in the Holy Spirit. This indicates that whenever you say, Oh, Lord Jesus, just Lord Jesus, right away you are drinking. But at the same time that we all can realize the water is just the Spirit. Because it says we all have been made to drink of the one Spirit. The Spirit is the water. Then how to drink the water? How to drink of the Spirit? Calling on the name of the Lord. Whenever, regardless where, if you do have a thirst, number one, and then you call, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus. Right away, you are drinking. You can call it drinking. Why? Because when you say, Lord Jesus, you say it from your spirit. You just try. Dick, I like this section very much. All believers need to drink. Drinking is crucial. And we just saw that in order to drink, there are at least three conditions that must be present. First, we have to be positioned to drink. Then, we must be thirsty. And finally, we need to come forward to him to drink. According to 1 Corinthians 12, which you read before, we've all been positioned to drink when we get saved. But we have to be honest, there are a lot of Christians and ourselves much of the time that just don't seem to have that much thirst. And we don't, therefore, practice this coming forward. What can we do, Dick, if we find ourselves in this condition? One thing that really helps, Chris, is to first of all just see God's desire. The Bible ends with God's desire. In fact, the Bible's saturated with God's desire. Revelation twenty-two seventeen says, And the Spirit and the bride say, Come. There the Lord is calling us. His desire is that we would drink. So a big help is to realize this is God's desire that we drink of him. But like you mentioned, many times we don't have the thirst that we should have. So in a simple way, we need to even pray to the Lord about this. Many times we have shortages or problems, but we never talk to the Lord about them. We'll talk to everybody and their grandmother, but not the Lord. The Lord's waiting for us to say, Lord, give me the thirst. Lord, increase my thirst. It's not what it should be. The Lord likes to hear that prayer. That's what we can do about it. Another thing we could do also is we could say, uh, Lord, I don't want to stop coming forward to you. This is another matter, coming forward to the Lord. We need to tell the Lord all day long that we want to come forward to him and tell him, Lord, I don't want to stop coming forward to you. I want to come forward to you 24 hours a day, even while I'm sleeping. The Lord likes to hear these prayers, indicating our desire matches his desire. Number one, we see his desire. He wants us to drink him. Number two, we strengthen our desire by praying practical prayers that are related to our very shortage. I may be short of the thirst. I may be short of coming forward. We need to address the Lord directly in a specific way, saying, Lord, increase my thirst. Lord, keep me coming to you all day long. Surely he will answer. Amen. Dick, you know, it reminds me, uh, if a person has gone a long time without eating, the hunger eventually kind of goes away. You get very sort of numb. And I think the way doctors use to revive that hunger is just to get them to eat a little bit. 
I think this uh, suggestion that this help that you're giving us today regarding the calling, many times in order for the thirst to increase, if we just begin to call, even with the little thirst or lack of thirst that we are presently experiencing, that in itself will help cultivate a thirst, won't it? That's really true. So even when we're saying, Lord, increase my thirst, the beginning of your prayer is, Lord, this will help to increase your thirst also. Well, we're going to look at a New Testament picture of calling and drinking in this final section. Let's go back to Witness Lee. Calling is a strong matter in the Bible. And this word, the basic root of this word, is to cry out. Not to be silent. It's to cry out. The basic root of the word calling on is to cry out, to name. When you say, Lord Jesus, he's real, he's living, he's not deaf, he's neither dumb. Surely he will react. Lord Jesus. He reacts. This is drinking. If I render too much reference to him, he was stupid. I don't like all this reference. I like your drinking. I like to be drunken by you. If you do honor me, you drink me. This, I tell you, shocks the religious concept. Holy, holy, holy. I don't believe when you are singing that way, you drink that much. You don't care for your singing, you just, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus. This is much better than holy, holy, holy. How to drink? Eventually, we just come to this point. Oh, call, call on the Lord. Saints, Practice this. Practice this. Every day, every hour, every minute. Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. Jesus. Talking about opinion, how to kill opinion. Lord Jesus kills. Lord Jesus. I don't believe when you are so strong in your opinion, you stop calling. So what? No calling, no drinking. Then what? Dying drying up. But we have to stand up. Again, this can dry. We are going to quarrel with your husband, with your wife. Call. Call on the name. Call on the name. And this is drinking. Take the water freely, the Bible says. By believing, if you would call on the name of the Lord, surely you will have the living faith. The more you call, the more you receive. You are disappointed, disencouraged, distracted, call. Just call. You are weak, call. You are strong, call. Just call. Call is to drink. Dick, genuine and proper calling is surely genuine prayer. And it's also the genuine drinking. And according to the Lord's word to the Samaritan woman in John 4, it's also genuine worship that fully honors the Lord. Dick, this is very hard on our natural concept of worship, isn't it? It is, because we don't many times realize what God's desire is. God's heart's desire is to work himself into us. So if we see this, we'll realize something about worship. If we just think of God as an object, we miss the genuine meaning of worship. Worship is a very good word in the Scripture, but To understand it, we really need to see what God's desire is. That is to 
work himself into us to the point where we're filled with him, one with him, and able to express him and represent him as his builded up people in oneness. Well, if you don't see this, then you don't have a proper view of worship. For example, the Lord presents himself as the water of life or the river of water of life. To render worship to a river, it's not a matter of just bowing to an object. It's a matter of opening to take this one in. So God's desire is not just to be worshiped as an object far away. Why? Because 2,000 years ago, he became flesh in incarnation. Then he was crucified in his precious death on the cross. He was resurrected to become a life-giving spirit. He ascended and was given a name above every name that's named, and he's poured out upon all flesh as the wonderful, all-inclusive, life-giving spirit. Now, to render worship to this one is not just to merely bow down to some object far away, because he took all the steps to eliminate the distance between God and man. And he's ready right now, even Romans says, he's right within our mouth and in our heart. We need to render the real worship, which is to call upon his name, and the Bible says this is drinking. The woman at the well, the woman in John chapter 4, the Lord was training her to render the real worship. Even she had concepts about worshiping. And I'd like to bring in three words here, Chris, that I feel are really critical. Anytime, anywhere, and anything. I hope you pick up these three words. The real worship can transpire anytime. And the real worship can transpire any place. You don't need to be in a certain place, just at a certain time. And also, the real worship can transpire while you're doing anything. Driving your car, at home in your living room, taking a walk, on your way to work, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, and any time, you can render real worship to God. So, Chris, I hope you like these three words. Anytime, anywhere, anything. This is the real worship. How is this possible? It's possible only in our spirit. The Lord told the woman in John 4, he is spirit. Those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in reality. Worship is not a matter of bowing down to God as some object. Neither is real worship limited by time, by place, or by anything we're doing. Real worship could be rendered to God anytime, anywhere, doing anything, because the real worship is a matter of exercising the depth of our being where Christ as the Spirit is, and that is our spirit. And the Lord showed in the book of John that when we exercise our spirit by calling on the Lord's name, then we enjoy him, and he also is worshiped by us because we get filled up with him as the only genuine and real one in the whole universe. God is satisfied with his Son, Jesus Christ. As we call on the name of the Lord, we become constituted with Christ. And the Father is so happy because he gets to enjoy his Son constituting us, even flowing out of our being as we call upon his precious name. A big problem we often have is our concept related to worship. We need to have the proper concept. As we exercise our spirit anytime, any place, doing anything, by calling on the Lord's name, 
The Lord himself becomes our drink. He becomes our food. He works himself into us. We get filled with him, and God is satisfied because we've been partaking of him in his Son. May we give him the real worship by using our spirit to call on his name and really enjoy him anytime, place, doing anything. Lord, I'm here. Fill me up. Lord, I still love you. I hope all of you, while you're listening, would render the real worship, drinking and eating the Lord by exercising your spirit, calling on his beautiful, sweet, ascended, glorious name. Dick, we've talked in several occasions on this broadcast to various programs about the meaning of the word worship, and you've talked very much about that today. It really has at its core the essence of intimate, close contact, doesn't it? It really does. So the woman at the well in John 4 that we've been looking at today, she really ended up in a condition of real, genuine worship. She had close, intimate, genuine contact with the Lord as she drank the living water. That's really true, Chris. When she drank the Lord, the Lord became united with her, mingled with her, incorporated with her, which means brought into the highest oneness in the universe. God and man really become one through this kind of worship by drinking the Lord, calling on his name, using our spirit. Well, Dick, what a portrait, what a picture, and what a practical, real way for God's people to enter into a deep, abiding, satisfying drinking and enjoyment of him. Amen. We can call on him everywhere. I'm Chris Wilde. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed this program. For more information on Witness Lee and Watchman Nee, please visit our website, lsm.org. Again, that's lsm.org. Thanks for listening today.